Hello and welcome to the B-Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Uh, today I will be doing a very quick review of The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which was the uh, number one film this weekend. Uh, my wife and I saw this last week in the uh, early preview showings they had on uh, June 12th, which was last Saturday, so I've been kind of been sitting on my thoughts on this one for a while. Uh, this is obviously a sequel to the... 2017 release, The Hitman's Bodyguard, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Ryan Reynolds, and Salma Hayek are all back here. You also have um, Frank Grillo, Antonio Banderas, and Morgan Freeman. Um, basically, this picks up right from where the last one left off with um, Ryan Reynolds' character is uh, in therapy after <laughs> the events of the first film. Uh, he has taken a hit career-wise because he helped a criminal in Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, he basically took a bullet for a criminal, which is frowned upon in the bodyguarding business, apparently. Um, so he is on a forced sabbatical for his mental health. He goes to the, I believe, Italian island of Capri on a vacation, where he is found by Salma Hayek, the wife of the Samuel L. Jackson character, and she kind of... Uh, forcibly recruits him to go help her rescue him from some guys who have him captured and stuff. I thought this was basically going to be the whole movie, like them trying to rescue Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, turns out that ends pretty quickly within the first, like, 15, 20 minutes. And then we get to the main plot where the three of them are arrested by Interpol for uh, things that they did in the course of, of rescuing Samuel L. Jackson where they are kind of forcibly recruited by an American Interpol agent play, played by Frank Grillo to uh, help him uh, bust a bust a big criminal that they have. Interpol has information that says that this person is going to try to make some sort of uh, big strike against the European Union somehow. Um, but they don't really know much. They need those. They need the three main characters to go execute like a buy for information. So um, they agree to do this because they don't want to go to prison. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds especially doesn't want to go to prison, um, given that he's actually not a criminal compared to the other two. Um, so this whole thing. Go I don't want to go too heavily into this because it's a comedy. I don't want to wreck jokes for people. Um, so I'm going to try to tread lightly plot-wise. Um, but you then find out that uh, over the course of their adventures, you find out that uh, the actual target of this of the person they're trying to stop is a Greek billionaire played by Antonio Banderas who wants to uh, take out the European Union's internet um, because he disagrees with the the sanctions that the European Union has placed on Greece in recent years, I would assume this is a you know a oblique sort of backhanded reference to the uh, shitty financial situation that Greece has found itself in in the last few years. I mean, they think they've been like perpetually bankrupt for at least three or four years now. Um, so there's you know more of the same. If you like the first one of these, you'll probably like this one too. Um, 
the Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson, their chemistry and their back and forth is just phenomenal. And, you know, I would be perfectly happy if they made one of these movies every couple of years just to keep them doing stuff together. <laughs> and uh, I feel like Marvel is leaving money on the table if they don't stick Nick Fury into Deadpool 3 somewhere, assuming Deadpool 3 ever happens. Uh, I have my thoughts on that. We'll get into that some other time. Um, but, yeah, this was pretty fun. Uh, I don't want to say anything about the Morgan Freeman thing. That's kind of a cameo role that's too fun for me to wreck. Um, it was completely unexpected on my part that they would go in the way they went with his character, and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to ruin the last that my wife and I had over that for somebody else. So, yeah. Um, the one thing I would have liked, and obviously this is, you know, filmmaker's prerogative, um, and, you know, maybe they don't have the, I don't know which studio made this and which studio made these other movies, but maybe they don't have the rights to do this, so they didn't. Um, you know, there's some stuff between Antonio Banderas and Salma Hayek in this movie. Uh, would have been nice if there had been, at least for me, I mean, I'm a huge fan of this other film, but it would have been nice for me if there was some kind of, like, direct reference to the mariachi stuff, like Desperado. Um, maybe you just have Antonio Banderas's character pull a gun out of a guitar case or something. Like, it doesn't have to be super blatant or anything. I just would have gotten a nice little laugh out of it. But, you know, maybe they're thinking that most of the audience for these movies doesn't even know what that is anymore, because it's probably at least 20, 25 years old. Um, yep, and the, you know, the dynamic between Reynolds and Jackson is pretty much the same. I mean, the whole joke in this one is that, um, that Reynolds is trying to get, he's trying to take a break from bodyguarding, and then after, same, after Salma Hayek ropes him into saving Samuel L. Jackson, he at least makes the concession to try to do everything without killing people and without using guns and stuff. So he's trying to do that, and you have Samuel L. Jackson basically just constantly calling him a pussy and just like, what are you doing? You know, um, that kind of thing. And lots of, you know, motherfucker and this, that, and the other thing, which Samuel L. Jackson always does well anyway. Um, so, yeah, my one real complaint with this one was that um, the Frank Grillo character was kind of unnecessary uh, in the sense of it's, I guess it's fine early on, but then, you know, he kind of ropes them into working for Interpol without Interpol's knowledge. Like, he's he's from, they emphasize that he's American and he came from Boston, and American cops have a different method of, like, you know, you, you get the, you get evidence on the criminals and then you get the lower level criminals to help you catch the the higher up the ladder people, uh, which is generally how a lot of our law enforcement stuff kind of works with these kind of things. Um, but in Europe, they don't really do this, so he ends up having to recruit the three of them without really telling Interpol what he's doing because they will, they will immediately object to it. On the other hand, you know, and as part of this, the Grillo character is kind of a hard ass, but my problem with it is not that. It was more like... Um, they introduce fairly late in the film that the Sama Hayek and Antonio Banderas characters have a history. 
um, which kind of the second they do that, it sort of to me made the Grillo character unnecessary because you could have just written it in such a way that that back history is what gets the three of them involved in the story and not being held at, essentially held at gunpoint by this by this uh, Interpol guy who really, in a larger sense, doesn't actually contribute anything to the story. Uh, he doesn't really work in a comedy because he's not funny. Um, they make one really poor joke, which uh, only happens once, but I was concerned that every time he showed up it would be a running joke throughout the movie. Um, he's paired up with a, you know, probably 20s-ish, between, like, maybe 25 years old, like a younger female agent at Interpol who is Scottish and has a very Scottish name, and I couldn't even, I don't even remember what it was, and it sort of sounded like this other word that I'm about to use, and um, Grillo doesn't understand her name, and he just says, and he, he, they make a joke out of the fact that he thinks her first name is Asshole, um, <laughs> and I just kind of thought that, A, I, I thought that was kind of stupid, but then thought, oh no, every time he shows up, are they going to make this some stupid version of variation of this joke? And they don't, um, which is fine, but he just doesn't fit in a comedy of this type. Um, you know, like if Ryan Reynolds wasn't the star of this movie, if this was two or three other people uh, at the front of this movie, that Grillo role is something I could have seen Ryan Reynolds playing um, himself. Uh, so I think that was kind of a miscast. Um, otherwise, I did really enjoy this. Um, it probably, you know, I might actually, and, and I'll freely admit, I might actually be rating this a little higher than I otherwise would have um, because we saw this, and I know I've mentioned this on other shows and I'm not going to go into it too much, but we saw this literally 48 hours after we had to put our 18-year-old cat to sleep and we were, Corey and I both were, I was profoundly depressed for like 48 hours, <laughs> and she was very, you know, she was also very sad, so I think the fact that we went and saw a decently funny movie on a Saturday night uh, helped us out with that, we probably laughed at it more than we might have otherwise. Um, I will say in the positive column, Salma Hayek is really good here. Uh, she had a much smaller role in the first film. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, most of it she was in prison, and they get her out towards the end, and she ends up marrying Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, but she was great. She has a much larger role this time around, and more of the interactions are probably between her and Ryan Reynolds than, uh, than he gets with Samuel L., and we've seen plenty of that already, so I didn't necessarily think that was a bad thing. Uh, I had forgotten how funny she can be at times, too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would pretty much settle on, you know, if you like this one, if you like the first one, you'll most likely like this, too. Um, I was a fan of the first film, so this was right in line with that as well. Um, if you, you know, if you like Samuel L. Jackson or Ryan Reynolds movies, you'll probably, and haven't somehow seen the first one, um you would probably like this one too. I mean, I might recommend going back and seeing the first one first. Uh, 
it's not hugely important, but I think it helps a little bit with their, you know, it helps to establish relationships a little bit, at least, and, uh, that's pretty much all I would give it. I mean, I do think the first one is a little better, uh, just because, um, Samuel L. Jackson kind of takes a back seat in this one to Salma Hayek, and I wish they'd found a way to, uh, balance out the three of them a little more, um, but, you know, it was still very fun. Uh, we had a lot of laughs, um, so I would recommend this to anybody even remotely interested in it. I saw the the uh, first weekend returns were not great. I saw it made uh, $12 million this weekend. I don't know what the budget on this was. I would assume it was well more than that. Um, I don't know if that also counts the... Uh, I don't know if that $12 million also counts the money it made last weekend with the preview showings. Um... I might have to go onto like Box Office Mojo or something and look at the look at the totals on that to try to figure out whether there's going to be a third one or not. Um, it doesn't necessarily lead to another one that I noticed, um, but you know these comedy sequels are very loose as far as uh, justification for continuing stories and things. So. Um, I don't necessarily even think that the second one has to leave you anything for that because they could just come up with something anyway. Um, okay. Uh, this should about do it for me. I'm trying to keep these mini-reviews short when it's just one of us talking. Uh, especially me. I hate the sound of my own voice, so I don't want to uh, have people subject, me to, subject people to me just trying to figure out shit to say to fill time. So... Uh, as I said earlier, I would recommend this movie. Um, we'll see what anybody else might say. If anybody else sees it and wants to leave a comment somewhere, feel free. Um, I still have to do the pull list for the last two weeks. I've been slacking with the, with the cat stuff and then trying to read two weeks worth of books in a weekend. Um, I just finished reading stuff like ten minutes ago, so I might start it soon uh yeah hope everybody's doing great um a bunch of us are going to be seeing fast nine in the next few days so i would expect we'll do something on that probably next week um hope everybody's doing great otherwise